Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. Today we're going to talk about the bowling sitcom, How We Rolled. And let me tell you, this show is a real turkey. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. Here's a crazy story. The craziest part is, it's true. I got laid off from the assembly line on December 23rd. I know. Merry Christmas. I had a family, an upside-down mortgage, and an 85 Silverado with a coat hanger for an antenna. But I also had a dream. See, when life kicks you in the ass, you gotta hang in there. Because sometimes, the worst day of your life ends up being the best thing that could have happened. I told you it was a bad intro. Yeah, that was that was real bad. My, uh, that, would you say that that intro was a turkey? I would say it's real seven ten split. I didn't right. think that. Yeah, that wasn't good either. Man, we could just the restart. authentic how we roll experience, everybody. Yeah, this movie did suck Show. funny out of me. Well, it's inter. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. By the way, before we start, it's bottle episodes. <laughs> it's the podcast where we talk about a bad TV show. We watch the pilot episode. And then we watched the highest rated episode to see if it was ever any good at all. And today we're talking about a sitcom called How We Roll that came out in 2022 and neither of us had heard about it until yesterday. And we were so fascinated by the fact that we hadn't heard about this oh. network sitcom that we had to talk about it. No, I, I, I had heard of it. Uh, oh. But then immediately had forgotten about it. I never heard about I it. I was like, it's weird. You know this show was meant for Chris Hardwick, and then he got canceled. Oh, that makes sense. And then it goes back into production again, mm. and then you retool it for Pete Holmes, because he's the same, basically. Hey, he's a big doughy. I, I like, think you need to explain to people that Chris Hardwick's dad was a professional bowler. Yes, and yeah. Chris Hardwick even had a bowling show on YouTube for Did a while. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I used to love all the nerdist stuff and all the, like, yeah, that whole weird podcasting sphere. I was definitely deeply involved with that. In, well, like, speaking of weird podcasting sphere, did yo, you ever expect Pete Holmes to have a CBS sitcom? Honestly, after a certain point, yeah, it, it does make sense. Not <sighs> when I was listening to him be like, I'm weird about God. Yeah. Like, not that point. Uh, I mean, he still has one of my favorite podcast episodes ever. Which is, uh, this is some weird inside, but like, uh, there's an episode from like 10 years ago in Outside Lands that's like super uncomfortable. I think I made you listen to it. Yeah. And it's him, Eric, Andre, Jackie Cation are both having fun on the episode. Pete is clearly hungover and it's like a noon show. So all, so is the rest of the crowd. And then he brings on uh, John Glazer, and John Glazer uh, just gets real mad at Pete for bringing up uh, a role that he got that John Glazer didn't. The E-Trade baby. Yeah, the E-Trade baby. So it's even sillier. It's Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of money, I think, was the whole argument. <laughs> and it's very real. And, and I think that was insane. also the argument that got him to join How We Roll. Someone told him it could be a lot of money. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't... So I got the impression watching it that it started out as a drama and then they turned it into a comedy. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Pete Holmes plays the lead character with almost a quiet desperation. And it's occurring to me that they that may have just been Pete Holmes. Yeah. He may not he may have felt bad about doing this because at his heart he's still like an alt comic and thinks he doesn't want to be doing CBS sitcoms, but I knows it's a good opportunity. But like I guess, but he's been doing stuff like since like Pre, like he's not been doing like he is 
But always with a little edge. Like yeah, he that's a show, true. He had a show on HBO. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so in his mind, CBS. It, it might just be like, uh, is this what I've come to, doing a family bowling sitcom on CBS? Maybe he was passionate about it. I don't know. But the way he plays the lead in this is so odd. It is. It is. It because is, he's a funny guy. He's a comedian. But he is playing it with a lot of like dramatic. Yes. <laughs> And it's uh, so I was so the laugh track is such dissonance also in 2022. The, there is a real sadness to this sitcom in a way I have never seen <laughs> ever. <laughs> Not for this show. Oh, you mean for like a sitcom for, like a, for, like for a, a CBS multicam sitcom? Yeah, that's fair. It's it, so weird because we were going to we knew we needed to do an episode. So I searched uh, worst shows of 2023. Nothing appealed to me on those lists because we're coming to the end of the year. So I thought, all right, I'll just look worst shows 2022. And this popped up on several lists. And I was like, one, I was surprised I hadn't heard of it. Two, I was like, there's no way it's that bad. It's got to just be boring. And then I watched it and it was just, it is. I don't know, it's man. Totally, it's I think they so could weird. Honestly, if they given it another season, they might have been able to figure this out. But how do you think they would have figured it out? Do you think they would have figured it out by just trying to be a more straightforward comedy or leaning into... I think they might have the, leaned into it, like because there is a thing where you can kind of get dark. If this had been a little bit popular, also because uh, I know you don't know this, uh, Katie Lowe's, uh, who is the the mom, okay, she is like a dramatic act. She's like the last role, uh, the role I know her from is from Scandal. It's so weird because she's playing a more straightforward sitcom role here. Yeah, she's just like a good actress, I think, and then, she's doing actual sitcoms. That's the thing. Everyone except but Pete Holmes. But she has dramatic chops. But it's everyone except Pete Holmes is doing a sitcom. <laughs> and then Pete Holmes is, I get it, because the story, the basic story behind how we roll is there's this guy, and he works at a factory, but his dream is to be a bowler, and this is his one chance to become a professional bowler. He's been fired from his job. He's risking everything to become a bowler. So, like, at its core, that is a pretty dramatic story. Yeah. But this is a sitcom at the same time. It's, I guess yeah, like a lot of stories are more dramatic in premise than in execution. Uh, like Scrubs takes place at a hospital. That is, it's like silly. he wanted to. It's like he just read the blurb. Was like, okay, so this is Friday Night Lights, <laughs> and then everyone else <laughs> knew it was a sitcom. But he's a he's a guy capable of telling jokes. That's why it's so weird. Yeah, because it is. I mean, all the jokes are very set up punch, and he is delivering them with like pathos that's yeah unneeded. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wrap my head around why. Yeah, Chai McBride's in it. He's just knocking it. He's Chai, Ma- Chai McBride, Legend of Bottle episodes. I think we've <laughs> tried to do several episodes of shows he was in, and this is the first time we've successfully done one that he was in. Really? Yeah, we watched all of Desmond Pfeiffer, and then our our guest backed out. Oh yeah, and we tr- we watched shot. the first episode of um. Oh, what, uh, what was it even called? Oh, California, San Francisco yeah, Murder they, Town? Yeah, they solve San Francisco's most unusual crimes. A killer instinct. It's called Killer Instinct. Right. We watched the pilot and then couldn't find the other episode anywhere. Yeah. If or you have any uh, episode, yeah. I don't think. We can only Listeners, find one episode. If you have additional episodes of Killer Instinct, let us know because the pilot is crazy. Yeah, it's well, we would lo- well, we'd love to talk about it. If you've seen it, you know. So yeah. send it to us. But Chai McBride is in this. Fully aware it's a sitcom, doing sitcom things. They set up sitcom situations throughout, and then Pete Holmes just has natural stares, stares at the camera, 
devastated <laughs> for 22 minutes. <laughs> like you, I guess the thing is he's doing a good job acting, but for the wrong thing. Because you really feel that this is a man who has been beaten down by life, but it makes it hard to laugh. <laughs> I like to just like you feel bad for him by the you're, yeah. you just feel bad for him because like I'll skip ahead to the second episode. The second episode is a very straightforward sitcom plot where he's trying to focus on his training for bowling, but his mom is going on a date with his bowling coach, Chai McBride. Pretty straightforward sitcom plot, right? Yeah. Classic of the form. But you can really tell it's bothering him. And not in a, not in a funny way. You can really tell that the character has personal deep-seated issues that he's not letting on. Yeah, it is. There is, like, such a, like, he is adding so much, like, energy to this, like, Mom, I'm just trying to connect. For like, no reason. It's a sitcom. For no yeah. reason. But no, and I, I do love the point we've come to is no one's matching Pete Holmes. Is But everybody else is doing what they think the show is. Yeah. Because they sign up for, because they're all, that might be the difference is Pete Holmes is like only been acting as himself. Yeah. And everybody else has been like, uh, like an actor who's been, in, they've been in stuff. They don't. They need the money because they're working actors, but they mm. don't need the money because they're they've achieved a level of success. It's weird. I don't think Peter needs the money. He can go tour no, whenever he that, wants. I don't even mean that. I think yeah. like, but he's never had to not play himself, so he's still kind of playing mm. himself. But he's just doing it with. He's trying to act so much harder than everybody else who not even phoning it in. They're doing the role competently yeah. and correctly. They're doing a straightforward CBS sitcom. Like if if yeah. which is it which is what interests me because those things don't usually end up on worst shows lists because they're so yeah nobody's whatever. like really I mean people will make fun of Mike and Molly or something which is probably also other issues but like it's not usually a show people are like this is the worst as we're talking about this is it possible that Pete Holmes realized the funniest thing he could do was play this as a serious drama. Listen, we'll do we'll do every we'll do a whole season if Pete Holmes if you come on the podcast, <laughs> we'll do every season. Because it's just now occurring to me he might have known we'll he might have been like okay, every CBS sitcom is the same thing. And yes, I could make a billion dollars if it's a success, but wouldn't it be way funnier if I played it as seriously as possible? Or is at the expense of laughs. <laughs> because that's if he intended, that's hilarious. Uh, there's just also, trolling CBS. There's a lot of uh, like no comedy in this. Like they, someone says something and they go, "But actually, it's this." Yeah, and it's like it, it. It does feel like that bad improv thing, and it's it. It makes it feel more padded out than it should. Even though I don't think there's any reason to pad this out. I don't think there's a reason for the show to exist. It's based on a true story of an actual professional bowler. Who was working in a factory, got laid off, was good at bowling, decided to take a shot, and he made it into the PBA. But uh, it's not like that guy has a built-in audience. I looked him up. He has 2,000 followers on Instagram. And that's the amount after his show aired, <laughs> by the way. After people found out about him from the TV show that aired on CBS and millions of people watched. Then some people... He probably had less than 1,000 followers when this was greenlit. Pete Holmes a... got more followers from the show than probably, the PBA yeah. bowler. Probably, but also, yeah. um, there's this 
so it's not like he had a built-in fan base to sell the show, but also there's like a big plot point where he's like, it could really change things for my family if I make it to the PBA. They really talk about how being in the PBA is like a huge money-making opportunity or anything. You can look up how much money this guy has won in the PBA. How much? Well, it averages out to about $50,000 a year. Hell yeah. Which, hey, good money for a, a job you like doing. But yeah. I got to figure, pretty much the same as he would have made at the factory minus health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I mean, fair point. I don't, the PB, you don't think the PBA has health insurance? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an expert on the PBA. But, uh, yeah, they might. I, like, I have no idea. I guess he might make endorsement money. Yeah, yeah, you would get endorsement money. But how much endorsement money? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Just, uh, just from, like, nachos? Or, or what like, else? Well, ball companies. Yeah, I guess. Uh, insurance companies, probably. He doesn't even have insurance. We went over this. That's maybe how he gets his insurance, yeah. through sponsorship. But, okay, I would like to offer a counterpoint. This podcast which is the... sponsored by Progressive. Hello, they sponsor literally everything. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Which is that he had less than... He had 2,000 followers on Instagram. Are, are people really running to sponsor him? Yeah, you're right. He is not... Uh... Like, he, he seems to be an objectively good bowler. It looks like he won the PBA championship at one point, but that doesn't make him a popular bowler. Because <laughs> I've... Um... Uh, you and I are both touring comedians, and I have been on the road with a comic once that really liked bowling, and yeah. we ended up watching a lot of bowling in hotel rooms. Ronnie Fleming. Ronnie Fleming. Shout out, Ronnie. I wish you were a guest on this episode. We watched a good amount of bowling in hotel rooms, and there are definitely stars, and this guy's not one of them. <laughs> like, there's this guy with a big afro and attitude. That guy gets sponsorships. I mean, whatever you are, I am. Yeah. That's from yeah. bowling. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but uh, Good. Yeah, I just, I feel like bowling, if you actually watch, is pretty over the top and ridiculous. Yes. So it's kind of sad how restrained this show is. Uh, oh, wait, were you trying to do who do you think you are, I am? Yeah, what, what did I say? Whatever you are, I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who do you think you are, I am is a famous nonsense quote from a bowler for anyone listening. Yeah, and I got the nonsense quote wrong. Oh yeah, but uh, uh, but I did find out that uh, I don't think they do health insurance. PBA doesn't do health insurance. <laughs> you do get an official membership card. Well, that's better than insurance. <laughs> Go to a hospital. You've broken your leg. You're like, maybe uh, this will take care of it. <laughs> Members only. And they're like that. That entitles you to one half off Budweiser. <laughs> Uh, if you get the uh, full membership, you also get a special all-in on jerseys from Product Registered Partners, $65 all-in price, including name and logo. Cool. You also get uh, eligible discounts from Product Registered Partners. So maybe if the hospital is a Product Registered Partner. All these hospitals are registering with the PBA every day. Uh, complimentary IBPSIA technician membership, $100 value. <laughs> You become a professional bowler and get a hundred dollar value. You, you get twenty five percent off on uh, first mindset gear virtual coaching package. These are so much sadder than I expected. <laughs> you get uh, your your only, that's the only way you can become eligible for uh, player international invent or invitational tournaments. Uh, 
unlimited number of tournaments for which you're eligible. Do you think Pete Holmes like uh, studied bowling for this show? Yeah, I think he became one with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy seems like he was a consultant on the show to like tell him how to do it. Well, obviously, it's not like his schedule was super busy. <laughs> Every other weekend, he has to bowl, and that's it. <laughs> You know, that's a pretty good job for 50 grand. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, it, it's less exhausting, but they they really make it seem like he'll become a million. They At one point, they're watching bowling on TV, and they're like, look at that guy. Look at that professional bowler. Well, Do you know he's married to an underwear model? <laughs> <laughs> make it 50 grand a year? Well, the thing is, uh, if it's anything like crashing, it will just have it will just jump way ahead. It's apparent. It doesn't seem like crashing because we jumped ahead in the season, and he's still just training at his local alley. Yeah, well, he's got to hang out around there for a while. Well, I think it's because the first season they were like, we can afford like three sets, and if it takes off, then we can go do the tournaments and stuff. But you have to get to the tournaments because that's where the crazy characters are. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about it. yeah, because they're just. I mean, you are just doing a sick. You're just doing a sitcom at that point, like a regular sitcom that has a bowling <laughs> a- aesthetic to it, a thing famously in vogue. I I don't. There's been plenty of funny bowling things, even though it's not quote unquote cool. But sure, yeah. Kingpin, I, the Big Lebowski. Absolutely. Uh, that one episode of documentary now. Oh yeah, that's I'm, great. Uh, hey, I'm skipping ahead to where we recommend a show. Everybody, watch documentary now. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you're uh-huh. the only bowling choice. It's just funny that there is a great episode. Tim Robinson's in it. It's yeah. delightful. No, like, the thing about bowling is it doesn't have to be cool for you to make media about it because everyone has bowled at some point in their life. They are familiar with right, it. Right, but what I'm saying is, if you're doing a standard sitcom with a bowling aesthetic, most people aren't inclined to check it out unless they've heard it's been. Re- it's really good. Yeah, I don't know if it's any different than like uh, just setting it at a restaurant or something i guess bowling's nice because it has a bar it has a social element to it people yeah. hang around and talk while doing a thing yeah yeah and if you're a regular to bowling alley there is like a membership club style thing no health insurance in that membership club either no just because of the food they're serving you <laughs> it's a liability but i think they really underutilize the bowling alley for its possibility for characters and funny situations because it seems like there's pretty much four characters of the bowling alley there's pete holmes yeah chai mcbride his coach there's yep. a guy who who also seems owns to be the, the bowling alley. chai mcbride owns the bowling alley yeah there's a guy who's like a waiter at the bowling alley that taj maori no oh, smart guy yeah that was smart guy <laughs> yeah whoa <laughs> well turns out i like this show now <laughs> that was smart guy <laughs> the genuine reaction you had to I it. I didn't know it was a smart guy. Uh, and then Matt McCarthy, uh, who is a longtime creative partner of Pete Holmes. Yeah, so that's the thing. That he's Doing like, very little. He's his sort of rival, but he mostly just looks at him and goes, You'll, you're no good. Yeah. There's never like any real conflict. Yeah, his part gets cut down a lot. Yeah. I could feel like, I don't know, maybe there's a, there's a Carl-specific episode oh would love to see that carl episode i i i mean i'm surprised that wasn't the bottle episode this was more about getting it on but okay let's i we haven't really talked about the theme of the show because it really you know it it's uh pete holmes gets fired from the factory it's Uh, the the film invincible but with bowling yeah or the rookie with bowling if i could take a shot i might mark Wahlberg in i could have been a contender 
He is playing this like he's Brando. I would love Mark Wahlberg as uh, this character. Just really getting psyched about bowling. Yeah. That's, I think. What's weird is Mark Wahlberg would have played this more comedically than Pete Holmes did. Because <laughs> Mark Wahlberg has done comedies, and you tell him, hey, Mark, this is a comedy. And he goes, got it. I'll do my comedy. Hey, Pete, f- famous comedian, this is a comedy. Got it. I'm devastated. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> Especially because everybody else is playing it so yeah. straight. Uh, so, yeah, I, he's he's doubt his kid is uh, likes tap dancing. Yeah, there's a weird moment after their tap dance recital at the end of the episode where he just like looks at his kid and he's like, I'm real proud of you. And it looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kid loves tap dancing. Dude, people were just watching Wheel of Fortune. I need you <laughs> to roll it back a little bit. <laughs> Young Sheldon is on after this. What are you doing? He's oh god, it's just it's it is it's too much patho. Like. Yes, it's so weird. But the other thing is, uh, I so I found it on multiple worst of lists, but at the same time, on Rotten Tomatoes, it says sixty-seven. So it wasn't hated, but on IMDb, it's at like five point four or something. Uh, so, seven point eight. Oh no, that's the episode. Yeah, Never no, mind. that's the one episode. Uh, so the people that watched it were just like, "This is I don't like this." Yeah, 5.4, but also only 636 reviews. But I am wondering what the deal is with... Because critics normally eviscerate CBS sitcoms. It's not, not out of the ordinary. But they also don't normally put them on their worst of lists. Yeah. So there's this weird thing where they didn't hate this, but then they were given a few months to think about it, and they were, they're like, actually, what the hell was that? <laughs> You're making me think about it in a way I had not yet. Yeah. Because I... Look, man, I only watched the two episodes... But I think it's just going to pop into my head at weird points for the next few years. And I'll just be like, what on earth is how we roll? <laughs> oh, do you know who does the music on how we roll? Who? Oh, maybe the Mother's Ball Brothers from Devo. <laughs> at least it's what it says on Wikipedia. <laughs> what? So Devo did the theme? I mean, Mark Mother's Ball is he's very he does a lot. Like he did the Rugrats theme. Okay. But it's it's weird. Yeah. I mean, he's just around. He's like, I'll do this. Uh, oh, Tommy uh, Jonigan is a writer for it. He's very funny. He's a great stand-up. I'm sure Pete Holmes brought in his friends. Yeah. To write, and good for them for getting the paycheck. I don't think anyone involved did anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, when all the pieces came together, it's... I don't uncanny, like an early chat GPT creation. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I mean, it is, what do you, hold on, what do you mean by that? Like, if you told chat GPT on, like, a first gen version of it or whatever, Uh can you write me a script for a sitcom about bowling? There is a chance it would get confused and every scene would end with the main character crying. Because <laughs> it's a sitcom about bawling. It's just confused, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, it, they, no, there's normal jokes throughout, and then for no reason at the end of it, the main character cries. Every do, scene. Is the mom wearing a wig to be older? Oh, um, I don't know. 
She, I didn't really notice. It looks like like I think they're aging her up. In a, Which is the, weird because if she looked a little younger, she looks about ten years older than Chai McBride, and they go on a date in one episode. So yeah. if they're trying to age her up, just leave her to be like the same age as Chai McBride. Uh, no, I think she's supposed to be older then. Maybe not away. So Chai's into cougars. Yeah. Anyway, the plot of the episode. Um, yeah, no, the end of the episode basically goes, baby, I got a bowl. She's like, okay. Well, doesn't it open with narration where he was like, I was laid off December 23rd, two days before Christmas. How do you like that? Like, it starts off very serious. <laughs> and it's just like a shot of a bowling ball slowly rolling down a lane as he narrates it. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that. That's a weird opening. And it sets a weird tone. I do. Pete Holmes was cast first, by the way. Really? Yeah. So this is like he had the idea and was like, I'm into it. Let's do it. Huh. He doesn't seem into it. It does. No, I think he is. I think that's why he's playing it. So. Oh, okay. So you thought. Oh, so you think maybe in his mind, no one was ever going to give him a chance to do dramatic. So he took this as his chance to do dramatic. I don't. I think it's that thing of you get bored doing comedy at a certain point once you've hit a certain level, where it's like I'll just make I can make anyone laugh. Let's see how. Well, you know, it's like you get to the point where you're like, I want to see if I can make people laugh about specific things or in specific ways, and so it might be either he's playing it dramatic to do that, or he just only has one speed and it's desperate earnesty. But he can do comedy. Like, that doesn't explain why he doesn't really seem to be trying to make anyone laugh. Oh, man. Here's the thing. And I, uh, so I'll. I'll say this. If you're listening to this podcast and for some reason you're like a casting director in a situation where where recently you were like, what if we cast Pete Holmes in this dramatic role? And you're like, there's no way Pete Holmes could do drama. I think he could. Here's what a, I'm just going to show you. you a, I'm going to just show you a scene. Oh this my is a God. scene from the last episode of the show. Oh my God! Wait a minute. What's going on here? There, so I need to describe this to people. Yeah. So we didn't watch this episode. David just found this picture on IMDb, uh, and this is a sitcom, by the way. Pete Holmes is in a church with his mom. Uh, they are both visibly distressed. He's wearing scrubs. He's wearing scrubs for some reason. Has he quit bowling and become a nurse? It looks like a funeral. And uh, <laughs> it looks really sad. So here's the spoil for that. Uh, Chai, Chai... Chai McBride goes to the hospital, has a heart attack. Oh, he doesn't die, though. Uh, days before the competition. So Tom struggles with the decision to leave him in the hospital and compete in the biggest tournament of his career. Why is he in scrubs? Because he's at the hospital. They make you wear scrubs to visit people? I have no idea. <laughs> I've visited people in hospitals. You're right. I've never, never made had me to wear, wear scrubs. They've never ma- made me wear scrubs. I, <laughs> I don't understand. This also was the top rated episode, so it could have gone to either of these. They're both oh, they were both top rated? They're both at 7.8. I will. Um, the one thing that I could maybe understand why it is this way is that there are like three executive producers. I think there's the guy that created it. Or four, the guy that it's based on, the guy that created it, Pete Holmes, and then, I'm blanking on his name, but some guy that's like a big deal on Broadway. Oh, Brian DR- 
Yeah, he's been nominated for multiple Tonys. Oh, yeah, that guy. Maybe he was trying to inject a lot of drama into this. It might be a too many cooks in the kitchen situation. Uh, yeah. Because the one dude is like a classic CBS guy. The, the creator. The, yeah. The what Mark else has Gross. he worked on? Man with a Plan. Brothered Up. I have not heard. It's a TV movie. It's just a script. No, or he oh. wrote the script for it. It's a TV movie. Mike and Molly. Gary Unmarried. I mean, look, these are not my kind of shows, but Mike and Molly I'm familiar with and those it's shows. Like, and if that's what he's doing, it feels like the joke should be coming more rapid fire. But then there's like three guy and if Pete Holmes is like, but where's the heart? <laughs> I got to carry this whole heart of a show. You don't have to. Yeah. It, I, and it was funny, like that Katie Lowe's is like such a good dramatic actress. Yeah. Uh, like she's insane. She's like a psychotic, like she tortures people. Like, okay, I, I have to stand up and pace around to really understand this show. Okay. Um, Sitcoms do have like dramatic moments. Sure. But they come like once a season. Or even like this once style, an episode. This style of sitcom. No, like they'll have like, oh, we learned a lesson at the end. But you know that, uh, like, the 22-episode season and somewhere in the middle, they're like, oh, my grandma died, and there's that episode. But it's not all episode, every episode. Right, exactly. And this this seems to be doing a lot of that. And then also we have, like, this feels so weird after watching The War at Home right before this. Yeah. Like, they are on opposite ends of the spectra. They're, like, in that weird uncanny valley apart from each other the war at home i understood its tone yeah this one it's so much more like they're they're sacrificing jokes for like being sad there's a point where uh he just scratches a lottery scratch card and loses and i don't even i think they put in a laugh track but there's no joke where he just like he scratches the first two and he horseshoe yeah, he needs to match three horseshoes. And he goes, horseshoe, horseshoe. And then he scratches the last one. He goes, ah, horse. And then there's a laugh track. But it's just a moment where he's well, like. he's like, that is just cruel. That's yeah, the, the joke he's is. He's desperate for money. He's in dire financial straits. And it's just, it's a heavy scene where he's doing a lottery scratcher in desperation. And then there's a laugh track. Yeah. Why? Why is there a laugh track there? Because he, he said he was going to return it. Yeah, that's even sadder. To give everyone full context for the scene, his kid has, like, stolen a lottery scratcher or something. He, like, bought it with, like, he was going to buy something else and instead bought this lottery ticket yeah. for his dad. He's like, hey, I know you need it. And Pete Holmes is like, oh, don't do that. It's bad. I'm going to go return this. And then he scratches it in in secret. Yeah. Anyway, the plot. So there's that weird narration up top. Yeah. And then... Kid we, shitting on his cereal, because they, they have off-brand cereal. They have off-brand cereal. And then Pete Holmes is like, oh, I've been applying for every job. I'm not getting anything. And the wife is like, you'll find something. I believe in you. Classic sitcom. Believe in yourself. That's the place to start. And then and she's like, where have you been most nights? And he's like, ah, oh, they're letting me practice at the bowling alley for free. You know how business owners are. Well, Selfless. <laughs> What I like about it, though, is, I don't know, if you had a guy who was really good at bowling, and you're like, hey, this might be a guy, we could let him yeah. be training. 
yeah. be investing. But also, what's funny is he's like, we're we're a support group for other unemployed people that all meet at the bowling alley. Yeah, that is the thing. There are attempts at jokes, and they're just... It's a show that doesn't feel interested in making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a sitcom. Like, I don't even want to say that the jokes are bad, because... I got the sense everyone involved could make much better jokes if they wanted to, but they seem genuinely invested in the story of this man's triumph over his struggles <laughs> <laughs> and have somehow convinced CBS that this is a sitcom. <laughs> it just, it's just an editor trying to add a laugh track in, yeah. just like jazz. <laughs> there, There has got to be a scene in like episode eight where... Where Pete Holmes injects heroin and they put a laugh track in. (laughs) (laughs) No, steroids. I mean, steroids. It's a sports drama. Yeah, that would be that would be a plot line where he's juicing and it would be done. Yeah, (laughs) played a hundred percent serious. Uh, so Matt McCarthy's also his drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, he he fits the part. Yeah. So then he goes to the bowling alley, and Chai McBride is like, "You got to go pro. Look at you. You get better scores than PBA guys." Yeah. He's like, I don't know. And then Smart Guy's like, I'll be your manager. And then Pete Holmes is like, weren't you in Smart Guy? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, don't worry about it. Here's all the snacks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the place invented the curly fry. Do they claim the inventor or are they just known for it? I thought it was uh, inventor. They they just keep saying, like, home of the curly fry. Home of the curly fry. But that's, yeah. What does that mean, though? What's the home? It means you can buy curly fries. You can't get curly fries ever. This town might not have an Arby's. You know, that's fair. That's, it might be the, the only last place home. in town with curly fries. Last of the curly fry Mohicans. You know, this really is a lot about the changing nature of America, both economically and socially, as we see factories closing up shop in this town, and they're down to one place that serves curly fries. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a bowling alley. And it's a bowling alley. Um, the thing about it is this, this show is like... There's no suspense in the show. Like the question he's is, already very good. Yeah, he's already very good, and he already like it's like yeah, of course he wants to do it. There's no like, will he make it? It's like, oh yeah, he's gonna make it, and it seems like he'll make it by bowling really well. Yeah, and then if you don't make that, it and at that point you then almost have to make the bowling so much more interesting than they were doing because they we didn't actually watch Pete Holmes bowl really. Probably because he's. You know, you don't want to wait for him to throw a strike all the time. No, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, you mean just in general from the, like, they can edit. They don't yeah, have they to, like, they can have, a like, a but, bunch uh, of pins that always go down. as we know, Pete Holmes is doing this method. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it it is weird, like, because at that point, stylize the ball going down. Make it more fun. Like, make it, like... Yeah, you know what, like, is an easy thing? There should be a weird, we should see a weird animation. You know those weird animations they do when you get a strike? I love those. Easy opportunity for some jokes. Yeah. Like, uh, if there was a... That is weird, uh, they weren't uh, in there. Spitball in here, but imagine if, uh, you know, he's, like, frustrated and throws a gutter ball in that scene. And then uh, they cut to the shot of the screen, and there's just, like... A, a video of uh, of a bowling ball being fired from his job at a factory <laughs> and then pete's like oh yeah an insult to injury aren't you <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah there is there is fun there's fun to be had in the actual bowling like or like yeah animation screens is a big miss bowling is is inherently silly because it's a place where 
men in their 40s are taking something very seriously, but there are also children's birthday parties going on. Yeah. Like you should be annoyed by children's birthday parties or like it's uh, neon night or whatever where they turn off the lights or it's, and it's like alien themed or something. <laughs> it's got to practice during neon night. Yeah. Instead, their episodes like his his dad, his surrogate has a heart attack. <laughs> what's gonna happen to him yes this uh, try mcbride by the way it is established in the show has known him since he was a kid and has been mentoring him the whole time so when try mcbride has has a heart attack it's a father figure yeah it's his dad because his dad died yeah there's also like a his dad died when he was like 12 in this show (laughs) this sitcom (laughs) hilarious Oh, oh man actually okay so they do start going to tournaments okay by episode four uh, but also just some of the descriptions of these episodes, because I was like, are they going to be sad? And uh, so Thomas chooses between loyalty to his mentor and money when his first TV interview leads to a sponsorship deal. But you can only feature one logo on his bowling shirt. <laughs> That's fairly standard. But then yeah. uh, looking for ways to make extra cash, Tom considers selling his prized baseball card collection. So oh, he- thank God. So he could treat Jen who has been working extra hours at the salon. <laughs> I thought you were saying consider selling his body. <laughs> Tom worries about his mom's safety after she gets stuck in a laundry basket. They're almost what? what? <laughs> they're almost premises. <laughs> she gets stuck they're, in a laundry basket. They they just have a, they're they're right next to CBS sitcom premises and they're like weirdly dark. But uh, consider that the whole time Pete Holmes is just sadly sad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm picturing the pathos in the ways to make extra cash. Oh, like, yeah, like, and there's when his mom gets stuck in the laundry basket, he's like, Mom, it's just... I'm worried You've about really you. been on a real decline, and I think you need to move in with us. <laughs> and I know this isn't how you expected life going, and ever since Dad passed, I have have noticed you. You know what I haven't missed? Your dad passing gas. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of... Just, just, <laughs> oh, my God. That is totally about where... <laughs> yeah, because Pete Holmes is... Very sad, and then someone comes in with a poop joke, and he just blows right past it and keeps being sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's just even the way they're just written. When Tom travels out of town for his first bowling tournament, he has the rough realization that his bowling idols are now his rivals. <laughs> but we saw he doesn't consider these guys idols. We saw him watch them on TV and be like, I'm better than that guy. Well, one guy. All right, yeah. He's still got bowling idols. Clearly, this guy likes bowling. Yeah. I like, uh, I like escape rooms. I can't name any escape room idols. Like, I don't even want to talk more about the first episode because we already covered it with... Yeah, I know. Eventually, at the end, he decides he's going to be a bowler. His wife gives him a big bowling ball. She's like, we're going to do it. Yeah, she, his wife is like, well, then I've got a plan for us. Even though it looked like on the Wikipedia page for the real guy, his wife was the one that made him give up bowling in the first place. <sighs> she wouldn't marry a guy if he didn't have a steady paycheck. Well, that's, I mean... Sometimes you yeah. gotta choose. Do you want the know. Do you want the safe fifty thousand dollars, or do you want the risky fifty thousand dollars <laughs> a year bowling? <laughs> the risky fifty. Yeah. Always, clearly, we're gonna make it from podcasting. By the way, it's. I know we've spoken at length about the tone of this show. Yes. But the dissonance between how it's presented and then it being called how we roll, <laughs> <laughs> and then like every time in between scenes, they're just like. Uh, just random shots of the bowling alley of them like shining shoes and this funky little tune like, 
and then <laughs> just, just cuts back to Pete Holmes being like, you know, ah. my mom hasn't gone out with anyone for the last 20 years since dad died. And, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I want her to be happy, but I just don't know if emotionally I'm ready for that. For, I was like, what on earth, man? <laughs> that is the other episode. The date. Do do a joke about throwing a strike. I beg you. I am begging you to do that. Wow, ball's really full over here. Sometimes I think about killing myself. And This is going to be bad. If I don't roll a strike right now, my... They're gonna they're gonna take my kid out of private school. <laughs> there literally uh, is a moment in this. So we'll talk about the highest rated episode. Yeah, there is a moment in the middle of it where like the classic sitcom like premise is going on, the basic plot of the episode. Uh huh. And in the middle of it, Pete Holmes just yells, "Well, sorry, it's just you know I risked everything, and this might be a bit of a distraction." Like he's pointing out that the, the sitcom plot line, the reason that the viewers are here, might be a distraction for him. I love the idea that Pete Holmes is mad that he has to do sitcom artifice yes. and it can't just be a, a dramatic show yes. about bowling. Yeah. You know what? There's a very funny dramatic show about bowling waiting to be out there. Yeah. Like Barry, but for bowling. Yeah. I would love it turns murderous in my head. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me that they won't won't do a season of Fargo where there's a murder because of a bowling league gone awry? Oh. Yeah. No, I'm that that sounds incredible. Yeah. Bill Hader should be in it. Yeah. As a bowl. He was he in the No, I don't think he was in that documentary now episode cuz uh Big in loss. later seasons he's not in it except yeah. for like one episode cuz he's got Barry. That makes sense. So then they're bringing in guest stars like Tim Robinson. When Tom's bowling idol Rick falls on hard times, Tom <laughs> invites him to stay at his home until he's back on his feet. But he and his family quickly learn that Rick is the worst ca- house guest to have around. Oh, my God. That's a lot of neo-Nazi propaganda <laughs> you got there, Rick. That's just going to be, Rick, I love you so much, but your alcoholism is yeah, out of control. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> also, Rick, Rick, listen to me. <laughs> also, this is his idol, and this guy... Can't make enough money to have his own place. Why are you trying to get into <laughs> professional bowling, dude? Go back to the fact. Oh, yeah. Forget the to mention, irony of throwing these stones as mildly successful comedians. Yeah. Well, I don't have a family to support. You know, that's very fair. Uh, but uh, there's also a moment. I don't. In the that first... I know of. Gross. There's also a moment in the first episode where his mom's like, I got you a job at the factory again. And he pretty much reacts by being like, you don't believe in my dreams? <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I got to set an example for my son that he could follow his dreams. He wants to be a tap dancer. I'm going to bowl two professions that famously make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so the highest rate episode, the bottle episode for today. Um, classic sitcom plot where his mom wants to go on a date with his mentor. Perfect. Yep. But he asked her out 10 years ago because mm-hmm. he caught a vibe. Which, by the way, is a gag they do in the first episode. They do that same gag. Because in the first episode, she goes to visit Pete Holmes' wife at, um, she's a hairdresser. So she yeah. goes and oh, yeah, you're at right. the salon. And his wife's like, what are you doing here? And she said, you told me to stop in whenever. And she's like, when? And she's like, the first time I met you. And she goes, that was 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. And then he, she goes and talks to Chai McBride in this episode. And she's like, the answer is yes. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like. 
you asked me out on a date and he goes that was 10 years ago <laughs> i love the idea that just her processing time is yeah. forever but uh, do you think they do that joke in other episodes they must do it in other episodes where she just like talks to the kid she's like here's that chocolate what well when you were three you asked for choc you asked for cha-cha <laughs> But now you're old enough to have it. It's weird considering all of these things that Pete Holmes... There must be an episode where he sits her down and be like, I think you have Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I don't know what has happened in between the first episode and this episode. I think probably just to save money on sets, they have eliminated the salon set. And she's now just cutting hair in their kitchen. Oh, I didn't even realize that. The least sanitary place to cut hair. Oh, I've, I mean, that, that happens. I know, but you shouldn't be doing it in your kitchen. No, you do it in the kitchen because they have the. Uh, it's usually got a hard floor that doesn't but you have carpet on it. you got to prepare food there. Well, yeah, you don't do it over this. You don't do it like but it over can float. hair particles. Sure, hypothetically. All right. I don't know. That just wasn't. We're not. We weren't particularly worried about it. I guess. Anyway, the plot of this episode: the wife, in order to get the mom out of the house, because I guess she lives with them now. Presumably yeah. after the laundry basket incident. Oh, yeah. Probably he's like, you got to move in with us. That makes sense. Honestly, yeah. it, it, from what I'm gathering, it seems like they just keep eliminating sets as the season goes on. Because they eliminate the set of his mom's house. <laughs> they eliminate the set of the salon. They're just, they're they just had to make trying, room for the bowling sets. They're just a baby. Or they're just trying to save money. Yeah. Um. So she lives with them in the white. You got to hire Rick as a guest star. Oh, yeah. Or who plays Rick? I don't know. It's. I'm going to we'll say French out. Stewart. Uh, that, good for French Stewart. I know. I have no idea if that's true. I'm well, just I, I'm just saying, hey, French, we know you're out there, and we know you listen to the pod. <laughs> and um, Will Greenberg. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know that guy. <laughs> I'm sad it wasn't French Stewart or maybe even Diedrich Bader. He's a dude from Wrecked, hmm. uh, a show I have not seen about a shipwreck from 2016 to 2018. Oh. We can't cover it unless it also has bad reviews. It looks fun. Anyway. So, yeah, his his mom's like, why don't you go on a date with a guy just so you can get out of the house? And then she goes, okay, there's a guy I talked to. And then she sets it up with Chai McBride, but then she's nervous. She, so she asks Pete Holmes and Pete Holmes' wife to go on a date with her. It becomes a double date. And Pete Holmes the whole time is literally just freaking out about the tournament. He's like, I got so much riding on this. And you're trying to fuck my mom. Pretty much, yeah. Also, but then, I like but, how he chews him out for being like, what do you mean caught a vibe? Yeah. No, there's like real intensity in this episode. It's weird. Because as he's so intense, there aren't really jokes happening in the date plot line. But then there's a B plot line where smart guy is babysitting their kid and doing, and like doing a- fancy baked goods. And that's like a traditional sitcom B plot. And... <laughs> The cognitive dissonance between these two plot lines. It's it is a dramatic. He's really because there's one point where, where smart guy calls Pete Holmes on the phone, and the the plot lines are linked briefly, and Pete Holmes answers the phone. He's like, "Hello," and Taj Mahal like, "Do you have a sifter here, or whatever?" And people's like, "I don't know, man. I got a lot going on right now," and he hangs up. <laughs> and meanwhile, and then we just cut back to Taj Mahal. We're like. I guess we're not putting um, espresso powder on the tiramisu. <laughs> it's, it's literally two different shows interacting with each other. It's, it's, Pete such a... it's in his own dramatic world. He's like, I come from the school of HBO. Yeah. 
I like that our uh, main note is just that Pete Holmes is trying way too hard. I don't think he's even that bad in doing the drama. I just don't know why he's doing it here. That's what I mean. Like, I, I got the impression he could function in an indie drama after seeing this. And he'd be fine. <laughs> Mission accomplished. He did it. Yeah, man. Congratulations. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> you know what? I, I'm, I'm not even mad. Well done wasting CBS's money to prove you can do drama. Yeah. Good, good job. Yeah, Proud no of CBS you. Yeah, anymore. How are they going to know drama? Yeah. TNT knew drama. Ah, oh, damn it. CBS was very funny. Uh, characters welcome. That's USA. Perfect. <laughs> Reels TV about movies. I can do this all day. <laughs> I love that your I could do this all day style like is about doing movie TV show catchphrase or yeah. TV channel catchphrases. I live for this. <laughs> NBC, nineteen ninety nine nineteen ninety seven. I did it backwards. No, it's fine. I'm not very smart. Well, it's okay. We are talking about how we roll, so how smart can either of us be? Okay. Does uh, any, uh, I'm trying to think of anything of note happens in that other episode. They also they they I think what is interesting about the show is it doesn't reset at the end of the episode. It doesn't feel like I think things happen in the show and they happen. Yeah. Well, so, because like, it's I trying to they, tell the story of the guy's life. But like, but like I think they're dating at the end of that episode. They can are stay dating. I mean, that's why they're yeah. so upset. That's why she's so upset. Good, good for Chai. <laughs> yeah. You know, just. He's constantly working. He's doing it. Yeah. He's if you like he he doesn't have to hit it out of the park every time with whatever show he's on. And not even acting ability wise. I just mean like picking a show. He just can get work the whole time. Yeah. And some of them will be hits. Yeah. Uh, some well, of them will be good for this show, though. Some of them will be great for this show. And we will do Desmond Pfeiffer one day. We oh. Just... oh, it's so good. No, it's not. <laughs> not oh, even. it's so good. I I didn't expect it to be what it was. <laughs> I really enjoyed Horny Lincoln. Okay. Well, spoilers. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, last thing. What would you do to improve it? Recommend a show. We already. Well, we already recommended a show. Yeah, I'm gonna reiterate that everybody should watch documentary now. Well, we never said if we think the second episode was an improvement on the first. Um. Uh. Lateral. Yeah, it uh, is the same show. It is just as confusing. <laughs> I, t I cannot imagine. Like, after the pilot, man, someone at CBS watched that pilot and went, yeah, this is hilarious. <laughs> no notes. They're like, how many Instagram followers does everybody on the cast have? Okay, great. Chai McBride has 40 gazillion followers? No way. I mean, who knows how many? Okay, no. what would you do? Uh, to improve the show? Yeah. This should not be a multicam sitcom. I'm not saying it can't be a comedy, but this is a show that probably should be a dramedy. Yeah. But mostly a dramedy just because bowling is inherently a little silly. It's an underdog sports story, and you throw in some goofs every now and then. This should probably be on, like, Amazon Prime. <laughs> so you think it's a now? So you think it's CBS dragging it down? I, I mean, I don't know what's dragging it down. <laughs> Everybody's trying to drag it in different directions. That's the issue. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I would say 
uh, that would be the main issue with the show is I like figure like they they never figured out what the show was. They had too many cooks in the kitchen, is my guess. They had one notable cook. It was Taj Mahari. <laughs> he wanted to be a chef. What a smart guy. He is a smart guy. <laughs> I don't remember how the theme goes. I think it was like that. He's a smart guy. Smart guy. Okay. Um, how I would improve the show. Uh, turn it into smart guy. <laughs> well, so the problem is also they're doing two different shows in like they don't interact. Like the family interacts and the bowling people interact, but they're not really. No, they, they merge it in the last in the episode we watched. Some. Everybody interacts. Everybody except his rival. Oh, well, sure. But that's what I'm... But, like, the worlds feel very separate. I feel like it's hard to tell a story from that. Like, Because you're trying to do the workplace sitcom and the family sitcom at the same time. And I think if you had focused on one of them more, or, like, made it that, like, the wife just hangs out in the bowling alley, too, all the time. Yeah, she could be a waitress at the bowling alley. Sure, yeah. Just, like, some... Not uh, you know... But yeah, you had a lot of sets and scenes and stuff that I don't know were as needed. You know what might be the case? What? I wonder if they were trying to write it how they wanted, but the guy that his life is based on it, he's an executive producer. I wonder if you just said they'd be like, that's not how that went. You guys can't do it that way. Oh, man, maybe. No, you don't understand. She was she was cutting hair at the time. So she uh, has to cut hair in this. Oof. I, I don't know for sure. No, there's no way to know. He might be lovely. Yeah, he might. But he might also... I mean, you could get be having people lost in the weeds on but it. But there are sure. so many weird decisions that I feel like he might have really been fighting for authenticity. <laughs> the killer of comedy. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, oh. Chai McBride, by the way, does not have an Instagram, it looks like. Good for Chai. Uh, you know? Happy for him. Uh it's yeah, not a multicam or I mean, even if it was a multicam, it just it really had no idea what show it really wanted to be. Uh, I would, I honestly, I hope they make another hangout bowling one, but do it. There's a lot of fun stuff in a bowling alley. I've come around on this. Yeah, there is a bowling sitcom ready to be made, but it is uh, not this style. It's not a laugh track sitcom. Uh, honestly, it's probably British. Yeah. Gutter bowls. Yeah. Oh, the gutters. Yeah. Yeah. Life in the gutter. Call it whatever you want. Boom. All right. Uh, and then recommend. I'll recommend a show. Uh, Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies is a great Chai McBride show. Check that one out instead of this one. Or, you know, check this out if uh, you always wanted to see Pete Holmes go dramatic. Yeah. In a, in a space that is not requiring it. Yeah. Good night. Good night.